0: Hello! Welcome to the Cube! My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lacky Basic list which is apt because today is book Wednesday. And if you are unfamiliar, and this is actually kind of strange that i almost virtually never, maybe in almost 300 episodes, maybe three times have said that list is someone who reads in bed. So I'm about a one per 100-episode average of mentioning actually what last is? Ha! Just realized that, Have just this moment. It has struck me like the proverbial ton of bricks. Hmm. Something I say at the top of every show is a spoiler warning. I say spoiler warning for the reason that I am warning of spoilers. Ha-ha! Please take heed of this warning as it will most likely be your one and only. So, you know, I'm covered. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million (laughs) dollars. No! That is ridiculous. Hmm.
1: The only payment I ask is
0: perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps others find a podcast. Those things is what helps these things, meaning podcasts. Please, please do so. Pass her on. I'll tell you what, if you don't like the podcast, pass it on to an enemy. As long as it gets passed. And much like the huh? you can pass it on the left-hand side. All of that said will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related book news, which is the Tiffany Zombie Pendant. Once again, today's sponsor is the Tiffany Zombie Pendant. Thank you to that for sponsoring this Book Wednesday episode in which a very, very rare, if ever, occurrence where I have brought back two books. How is this possible? Well, I'll tell you how. One of the books uh, I didn't really care for too much, and one of them was like a short story. So that is how it's possible. You, you thought it was going to be something, you know, mysterious? Maybe bending time? No. Just uh, just that simple. Let's start with the book first. The order being the order in which I read these, or in this case, did not read the whole book. Uh, the book is titled... The Zen of Zombie, colon, Better Living Through the Undead uh, by Scott Kenmore. 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 Uh, I think it says Kenmore. Sometimes my writing looks like that of a zombie. <laughs> this is a comedic self help book uh, that is using. Sort of zombies to further the comedies. Huh? I should say, despite the fact that I didn't finish this book and I didn't really. it didn't tickle me too, too much, uh, I think it would be. <laughs> I don't know if this is a compliment or not. Luckily, the odds of Ken. I mean, Scott Kenamore ever listening to this are both a fat chance and a slim chance, which is nice because i can to say, uh, I think this would be a very good bathroom book, a book that you put in your bathroom to read while you're having shits. (laughs) Is that a compliment? I don't know. The possibility exists, I suppose, that it's not a compliment, but I don't mean it in a bad way because you gotta have books when you're in there taking a shit. Back in my day, when we didn't have cell phones, it was all about the books and the shitters. And there's a certain kind of book that fills that role well, and I think this is one of them. Another thing I think of this book is that if you are a reader of self help books, which I never have read with the exception of one uh, you know what, don't I uh, mentioned that one, it's called oh shit, what was it called? The Millionaire Moron, and I think there was something after that title. The reason I did read that particular one is because it was written by a very close friend of mine so uh, if any of my friends write books I will read said books hell, I've read books written by the parents of one of my friends so you know, if I know of the author on a per personal basis, actually in both of these bases, played poker with on more than one occasion, uh, I'm going to read your book. Yeah, why not? <laughs> As I said for a little uh, tagline for his book, it was the greatest self-help book I ever read. Uh, not mentioning of course the fact that it was the only self-help book I ever read because they're not really something that are up my alley. Anyways. Where I was going with this, I do believe, was just along the lines of, if you're a reader of self-help books, and also like comedy, I I think, and let's just throw in the the possibility that you're into zombies, this is probably going to be your goddamn favorite book in the whole world. Just period. The humor, though, that's where it kind of loses me a little bit. It's sort of, and again, this is coming from someone who only read maybe a 100 and change pages of this. I didn't read the whole thing. Uh, it kind of got a little repetitive and after the first 50 pages you kind of know where it's going involving the zombies in terms of how you should live like them and how it would make your life better that sort of idea which is an interesting idea just period don't even need a book I think kind of on that note of knowing what the book's about after reading not the whole thing and not needing to continue further because laughs were the same uh, 50 pages in as they were 100 pages in as they were probably 150 pages in of this 300 page book. I think they could have done Scott Ken, Kennemore could have done this book in like a short story or in like an essay or something like that. Hmm. I feel bad. I feel uh, pretty uh, pretty bad because we end this podcast with it's nice to be nice to the nice and presumably Scott Kennemore is nice. I, I kind of don't like giving this book a 2 out of 5, but that is, I'm afraid, what I'm going to have to do. Mm. 2 out of 5, let's put an asterisk that if you like zombies and self-help books, <laughs> you're probably going to give it a very, very high mark. Huh?
1: There you
0: go. Th- that makes me feel a little better. Also, I'm going to pretend that Scott Kenimore is a Nazi, so uh, that'll that'll make me feel less bad about his mark. Hmm. Okay, let's move on to short story, a.k.a. Book the Second. A little, uh, a little, uh, tome called Breakfast at Tiffany's. You may have heard of it by a certain author, Truman Capote. Eh? Wow, what an asshole.
1: <laughs> Anyways, uh,
0: <laughs> felt like I was a bragging douche there, and I don't know why. Uh, Uh, I've read a fair amount of, I guess, what you would consider the classics, and I felt like I hadn't done so in a very, very long time. Uh, In fact, I can't even remember the last time I read one of the classics. Oh, you know what I think it was? I reread The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. Yeah, I've read that like three times. That is probably not a good book for someone who suffers from depression like myself, However, still really, really like it. I don't know, it just gets you in a headspace that's maybe interesting to be in. It is probably one of the most depressing books you could ever read. Just period. So recommend that, book. five out of five. Five out of five for any book I've read. Probably not five times, but definitely three-ish times. More than two, less than five. Let's go four. Oh boy, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Breakfast at Tiffany's. A novella, if you will. Uh, I I don't know where, I'm kind of curious where the cutoff between novel and novella is, lengthwise. The narrator of this is a man by the name of Fred, kind of. He's called Fred sort of throughout, but that's not his actual name. He's just called Fred because he reminds a certain girl of her brother Fred, his neighbor girl although not a girl-next-door type. (laughs) Oh, boy. Neighbor girl, but not a girl-next-door type. I like that. Her name is Holly Golightly, and she's sort of, I guess you would say, other than maybe the narrator who is telling the story, the main character of this novella. This novella, which I like saying, novella, novella, takes place in Manhattan in the 1940-ish area. And uh, Holly Golightly... She's quite a character. Uh, I kind of didn't know what I was going to think of this book, to be honest. I I didn't really know anything about it going in. I know they've turned it into a movie, and I kind of think the movie is uh, like a kind of a girly movie. So, you know, I I had that kind of in the back of my head that am I reading this book and it's based on that a movie that is known to be a very, very girly kind of movie. Uh, Am I going to like this at all? But uh, I did, yeah, I definitely did. How about on that note, give my rating of... Uh, I'd go, you know what, I think I'd go a solid 4 out of 5. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed them. It was a page-turner. And it, it, it is the Holly Golightly that kept me coming back for more, because she's a, a very, very interesting character. And uh, it's kind of funny, because a lot of the book revolves around the fact that the sort of male characters who interact with Holly Golightly sort of become infatuated with her and with her personality and some of the little quirks that she has throughout this book. So w- when you, a male character like myself, read this and then find yourself being interested by this same girl, uh, you're a very kind of cool dichotomy to throw a $10 word at you. It's probably that that kind of pulls you in more than uh, it would otherwise proved She was just a, kind of a, a not interesting girl. Mm. She's uh, 18, 19 years old when this starts, because this kind of is over the course of a undetermined amount of time. Years? Months? Not sure exactly. She's from. I want to say the Ozarks, because that's kind of the impression I get. Kind of a farm girl, kind of a little backwoods, bumpkin y, hick like. And then ends up in Hollywood. Hollywood where she becomes, I guess, an actress. I was going to say aspiring actress, but not really. It's part of the little quirk of her personality that she believes uh, if she doesn't want to do something 100% into 100% of her ability and will, there's no reason to do it. So everyone, sort of movie producers, actors, what have you, her agent... All thought that there's no way she could fail at doing show business and was sort of on the road towards succeeding in the biz of show and yet her heart wasn't in it so kind of just said all right well I'm not really digging this so I'm going to go to New York this is where she meets up with our narrator in a sort of tenement building where she's uh, (laughs) it's never said outright and I kind of am not 100 percent sure how accurate it is but almost kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of prostitution-y. It sounds like she's a whore, basically. And that is blunt and uncalled for. But uh, that's kind of the idea you get, is that that's what she's doing. Maybe not 100%, but she's hanging out with older men who are giving her money, and there are the odd hints of sex involved as well. So, you know, how else would you describe that? Oh, you know what? Uh, This is sort of perfect. I don't remember actually if this was in the book itself, or just in the foreword or or preface or something like that. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, she describes herself as an American geisha. So, uh, if you are at all familiar with geishas, very, very interesting, actually. I, I, I'd like to know more about that whole geisha thing, because the knowledge I do have of geishas is small, but what there is there of it makes me very, very interested to kind of experience what that's all about. And it's not really, or at all, I don't think, a, a sex thing. Uh, I've wrote in my notes here that she seems to enthrall all men. Yeah, I think that's pretty apt. Uh, and then I've written down here some other sort of characters who uh, fly in and out of her life such as it is such as Joe Bell who runs a bar around the corner who's uh, from all sort of accounts seems to be a dick to everyone on the planet with the exception of Holly who he's kind of infatuated and in love with but in an almost shy childlike way there's a Doc Golightly same last name that's because Doc found her uh, at a very young age early teens 11 11 perhaps sort of rubbaging through his garbage at his farm or something to that effect and uh basically raised her and then when she reached uh, what i guess he believed was a suitable age for marrying of like 15 16 um married her and sort of uh she's been not on the run from him per se but because she does love him and appreciates everything he's done And he's not angry about her leaving. So it's a sort of very, very strange relationship between that those two as well. There's uh, OJ, her agent. He seems like a slimy character. But again, slimy to everybody, uh, and and yet treats Holly with respect and wouldn't sort of uh, screw her over. That that sort of idea. So kind of like Joe Bell, actually. uh, Treats everyone on the globe a certain way, with the exception of Holly interesting and then there's the narrator who's uh an author or perhaps more accurately a uh, aspiring author who spends time with her they sort of uh, fall in and out of each other's company because she's a little on the uh, flighty side uh, very on the flighty side sort of lives as if she's living out of her suitcase and can sort of just pick up and leave at any moment that sort of idea she's a free spirit uh, and actually that that comes across quite often. Uh, her desire to be free and do as she pleases. Holly Go Lightly. Yeah. I liked her. And hence, I do believe, I like the book. Hey, how about that? Liking the main character of the book will inevitably mean you like the book? Hmm. That was actually a question. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I suppose you could read a book and hate the main character and that hatred would bring you back for more to sort of experience that and see where it takes you. Anything can happen in the world of books, anything at all, because it takes us to the world of the imagination. Imagination. We may be reading the words on the page, but we're building the story within our brains. Folks, I don't know what happened there. I think I may have had a small seizure over the course of this ride that has made me seem intelligent. I don't think it will ever happen again, so please enjoy this episode, and I will say, as I do from time to time, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you.